are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Sickness was a curse of the law. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. But you can still be sick. Now, let me show you the philosophy of many people. Bless their hearts. They're confused. Well, now, if it was God's will, if he really bore the curse for us, as Matthew 8 says, you know, he bore our sickness and our diseases, then nobody would ever be sick anymore. Let me ask you, did he redeem us from sin? Yeah, he redeemed us. Let me ask you, can you sin anymore? Yeah, you can sin if you want to. You can be sick if you want to. In fact, you'll be sick if you don't want to. If you don't do something about it. (laughs) You listen to what I say? In other words, the idea that some people want to portray, well, if it's God's will for you to have abundance, then you'd automatically have it. But since you don't have it, it's not God's will. Well, let me ask you something. Is it God's will that any should perish? No, the Bible says not God's will that any should perish. Are any perishing? Yeah, they're perishing daily. But it's not God's will. You know why they're perishing? God has dealt to every man faith to be saved, but he won't receive it. He's dealt to every man faith to be healed, but they may not all receive it. He's dealt to every man faith to have abundance in this life. That just means to have enough to meet your need and help others. But you see, because they don't receive it, then somebody said, well, it's not for everybody. Yes, it's for everybody. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith, but the faith is in the Word of God, and if you don't receive the Word, you won't have the faith, and you can't pray the prayer of faith if you don't have the Word of God. Now, you can take individuals that want to argue with you that, well, now, if it was God's will for you to be well, you would just be well. And if it wasn't God's will for you to have had that accident and been crippled, then it wouldn't have happened because everything happens to you is the will of God for you. That is the most dangerous doctrine under the sun. It is a doctrine of devils. Now, I don't know how to say it any nicer. Paul said, in the last days, people will give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And that's exactly what it is when people tell you, well, everything happens to you in life is the will of God for you. Now, let me give you some practical understanding of this. Do you remember back in the 40s when polio was running rampant in the earth and that everybody was just, you know, it was just an epidemic? People dying and being crippled, still people crippled today from the effects of polio. And this nation was in panic. And the doctors worked and toiled day and night to come up with a vaccine that would stop this diabolical disease that comes straight from the devil. And did you know that Dr. Salt came up with a vaccine? And when they began to vaccinate people with it, then it wasn't God's will for them to be crippled anymore. Isn't that amazing? A little vaccine that some man came up with changed the will of God. Well, they said, oh, it's the will of God. If you get polio, it's God's will. God works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. No, it's these cats on earth that believe in mysterious ways. And most of them doesn't agree with the word of God. 
Isn't it amazing that if it was God's will, whatever happened to him was the will of God, isn't it amazing that God's will changed so radically after they found a vaccine that had stopped that diabolical virus that was causing polio? And now, isn't it amazing that after they passed the seatbelt law, that it wasn't God's will for as many people to die in car wrecks and for as many people to be crippled and maimed and paralyzed as was before they passed the seatbelt law. Isn't that amazing? Now, see what I'm talking about when I say you leave it all up to God? What if we said, well, we're just going to leave this up to God, and if it's God's will that all these people die in car wrecks and get crippled, that's God's will. Well, isn't it amazing? It changed God's will when they started wearing their seatbelts. No, it didn't change God's will at all. We just got smart enough to beat the devil at his own game. Now, what we need to realize is that God has given us a choice. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith, but every man has not received his word. See, that's where the faith is, is in the word of God. Every man, every person, the word of God is for the whole world, but the whole world hadn't received the word of God. Therefore, all men do not have faith. And there are people in churches, born again, Christians on their way to heaven, that have no faith at all in some of God's promises and have great faith in others. Somebody said, well, you know, if a fellow is saved and born again and he doesn't believe in divine healing, well, Brother Caps, won't he go to heaven when he dies? Yeah, he'll go to heaven all right, and he may go early. He may die young if he doesn't believe in divine healing. <laughs> Because, see, there's some things that doctors just haven't been able to cure yet or to stop some of these viruses. So, you see, when we get the idea that these things happen just because it's the will of God. I had a lady that came to my book table in Anaheim, California, back in about 1983. I had just preached along this line. And she came to the book table, and, boy, she was sort of in a huff. She was in a wheelchair. She said, now, Brother Caps, I know God made me have this car wreck, so I'd be paralyzed. I said, no, sister, God didn't make you have that car wreck. God didn't put you in that wheelchair. The Bible says the thief cometh to steal, to kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, see, there are many dear people of God that love God with all their heart, but they're crippled in their prayer life because of what they believe. See, if they trust in God, what are you trusting about God? You've got to be trusting His Word, because God and His Word are one. Now, if you believe His Word, you won't fall for the devil's lies and doctrines of devils. For the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life in it more abundantly. I just kept quoting the Word to her. Well, she just got tuned up, you know, and bawled a little bit about it and said, well, I know God put me in this wheelchair because I finally asked her, I said, well, why do you believe that? Well, because I'm writing this book, and if I wasn't in a wheelchair, I'd have to work, and I couldn't write this book. I was afraid to ask her what the name of the book was, but I'll guarantee you it was on suffering. You see, if you let me have your Bible for 15 minutes, I can tell what you're believing. People that believe that the bad things that happen to them in life is the will of God for them will have all the suffering scriptures underlined. 
They'll have what Job said underlined with stars around it. The Lord hath given and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Though God slay me, yet I'll serve him. Well, I saw a bumper sticker the other day that was more accurate than what Job said. It said, the Lord giveth and Uncle Sam taketh away. <laughs> Did you see the short form they have now for your income tax? It's one sheet, just two lines. It says, how much money did you make? Send it in. <laughs> well, thank God we live in the best country in the world. We may fuss about taxes, but it's the best country in the world. Hallelujah. Well, we're talking about the measure of faith. See, you measure faith by what you believe. And there's people that believe things that does not agree with the Word of God. Now, I see, if we could just get a hold of this, that it's not God's will for people to be crippled, not God's will for people to have crippling diseases and children to be born blind and all of that. You see, when medical science comes up with something that'll stop that diabolical virus, then, you see, it doesn't happen. Isn't that amazing? If, in fact, it was God's will for that to happen, that it changed God's will when they found out how to stop it. No, it's the work of the devil. In the 13th chapter of Luke, Jesus walked up to a little woman one day. She's all bowed together and couldn't lift herself up. And he said, woman, you're loosed from your infirmity. And then he laid his hands on her, see. And she is made straight and glorified God. And the Jews got all upset. It's the wrong day to heal folks. Religious people have not changed over the years. When Jesus healed in their synagogues, they got fighting mad. In fact, they had murder in their hearts. They wanted to kill him because he healed some people. Really wasn't because he healed them. What they was mad about is because he was getting preeminence and they wanted to be the top dog. If they were so all fired upset about him healing on the Sabbath day, why didn't they get her healed on Wednesday night prayer meeting? <laughs> well, it was because they didn't believe in healing. See, they didn't have any word in them concerning healing. Now, here's something you need to understand, and we'll talk about this more this week. Is under the Old Covenant, most people, the general thought of a people under the Old Covenant was that everything that happens comes from God. That's why Job said what he did. He couldn't read the first chapter of Job and find out it was the devil that did it. Did you realize that? See, we can read the first chapter and the last chapter of Job, and we can find out that the Bible said he turned the captivity of Job. Now, if God turned the captivity, who had him captive? The devil had him captive because of what he believed. He operated in fear. He said, the thing I've greatly feared has come upon me. He didn't just fear. He was highly developed in it. And what you fear, you will attract. Satan will operate on your words of fear. But I want you to know that what God did for Job was that he gave him twice what he ever had. That's what God did for Job. That's good news, isn't it? Hallelujah.
God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. We've been talking about the measure of faith. You know, it's important to know how you measure faith. You measure it by the amount of the Word of God that abides within you. The whole Word of God is the measure of faith. The Bible is all the faith there is. I better quit preaching that and talk about our offer this week. Our CD offer this week is 7107. It's called Understanding Faith's Components. A single CD for $8.00 plus $3 postage and handling. As far as I can see in the Word of God, there are three components to faith. Number one is the knowledge of God. It's important to understand that if you don't know about God's promises, you couldn't release your faith in something you don't know about. Number two, understanding the promise. If you don't understand it, someone is going to talk you out of it. And you need to know that if you're going to understand the Word of God, you cannot be carnally minded. Paul said to be carnally minded is death, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The third component of faith is wisdom, and that is wisdom to apply the knowledge of understanding. And we see these three components in the Word of God, in the book of Proverbs, It says, The Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. So here are the three components in one verse, Proverbs 2, 6. The Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. I believe these verses give us a classic illustration of faith being in three parts. These three come together to form faith. And it's like a brick mason. He mixes sand and water and cement. And you get all of these together, and it becomes mortar, something solid. It's offer number 7107, Understanding Faith Components. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.